You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, Voice Assistance, just say listen to After The Show Movie Podcast, and you can also find us on ascully.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ascully and Sid Talk. Hello and welcome everybody. Welcome Sid Talk. Yellow. How are you? I'm alright. Are you? I'm alright. Uh, we don't need the copyright police. So oh, no. right. <laughs> you don't mean to answer every question with a song? Uh, no. That would because be... I just gave you a test. What you people don't know, this is before the after the show discussion. What you do not know is a skill of Mr. A. Scully. We learned that Ben Margera, right, has a skill where he knows every capital city of every country in the world. It's quite an interesting skill for a, for him. And what your skill is, until very recently, was to be able to name almost any song by me humming or singing. I, I have to have heard the song in the first place. <laughs> no, no, you've never said that was a requirement. <laughs> and so I did a little like, I to say what it is to do with you. There are going to be people. Nope, it's not the Chinese chicken song. There's other people who know it. And you, I stumped you. Um, But... You might have stumped me with this one, but how many times do I get it right? <laughs> you'll you'll literally most hum. Of the time. You'll hum a little bar of something and I'll go, swing out sister, <laughs> yeah. break out. <laughs> well, that one I would have done well. <laughs> that one's an easy one. But yeah, usually it's obscure and weird. And I'm just like, how could you possibly know that? But this time, you had never heard of, it's a popular song, but now I forgot who sang it. Sister somebody, Hazel? Hazel's sister? Hazel's somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I've never heard of it before. How can I know it? I'm sure you've heard it. You just are blocking it out for some Pro- probably. reason. Probably. I didn't like it. And then you played it on Spotify, and I didn't like it anyway. It wasn't Spotify. It was YouTube, but whatever. No, you played it over there on the I Spotify. I did not. I played it on both. Plus, it first played on YouTube. Well, this, I heard it coming from my right, which would imply <laughs> Spotify. Uh, wives, can you identify? Yeah. If it came from my left, it would have been YouTube. It was YouTube. <laughs> It was this Spotify over it. <laughs> that isn't Spotify. That's your A word. That has Spotify on it. Yeah. Are you just arguing <laughs> semantics? No. <laughs> <laughs> Wives, unite with me on this one. Okay, move on. All right, so tell your story about what you were doing before the after the show. That was it. What about, tell, tell your story about the new Sims that you've got. Oh, I wasn't going to talk about that. Why? I mean, I have the new Sims and I'm playing it now. <laughs> That's the whole story. <laughs> the end. It's some kind of new expansion pack, but I don't know what it's called. Yeah, you do. It's eco something or other. And so yeah, I don't, because you don't even. They won't have constructed it in the way that an actual Sims freak like me, and I'm not the freak as in I'll sit here for ever and ever playing the game, but I will sit here for 24 hours building a house, <laughs> and that's all, and then be like, oh, I forgot to put the people in it. They don't cater to us. Which is frustrating. But I keep getting more and more expansions, and so I'm trying this one out. We'll see how it goes. All right. So it is Saturday, June the 13th. This is After the Show. We're a movie review podcast. We're looking at a new movie this week on our 638th show. It's called The Hunt. It's a 2020 movie. 
It's released on Blu-ray. It's actually out now. It came out this week. It's been out on digital for a while, but now you can pick it up on Blu-ray. It's rated R for controversial. And it's from our friends at Universal who sent us a copy for review. Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of The Haunt. Uh, uh, People hunting people based on political views. That was uh, very good. All right. I mean, it's very, it's a very basic story. There's no complication here at all. I'm going to tell you what it says on the back of the box. The official synopsis. In this subversive satire, a group of elites gather for the very first time at a remote manor house to hunt ordinary Americans for sport. But the elite's master plan is about to get derailed because one of the hunted, Crystal, knows the hunter's game better than they do. She turns the tables on the killers, picking them off one by one as she makes her way towards the mysterious woman, two-time Oscar winner, at the centre of it all. Notice how I didn't give away the spoiler. Mm-hmm. They do on the back of the box, though. All right, so that's The Hunt. Um, should we? The Hunt was a controversial movie because it was about to come out in September last year and there were some mm, shootings mm-hmm. in America... So Universal pulled the plug on the movie because it was too close to what real events were going on. And then it got a new release date, which was just before COVID-19 hit, like the same week COVID-19. This movie does not have great luck. So yeah, it went in the theaters and then on the Wednesday, uh, I mean, it had been in theaters a couple of days, they closed the theaters. So then Universal put it on VOD immediately for like $20 to rent it. So it's kind of it was kind of doomed just by events. Um, but now it's out on Blu-ray and you can buy it. So that's its controversy. And they kind of went with the controversy. Like the controversy they got at the beginning, they kind of redid the movie posters and put the controversy on the posters. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, that doesn't seem right. Not, not put the, like, you know, when people had seen it back then. And then they wrote about it and said how, how horrible it was and, you know, certain people who would be offended by it. They took those headlines, put them on the poster to make it look worse than it is. Okay. Interesting. So, I mean, slimy, but okay. Yeah. So, um, The Hunt from the, make- from the producer of The Purge, what did you think? Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it had the same vibe. Well, it's not supposed to, but no, it's... No, but I mean, you know, if you're trying to tout it as if we're in the same little universe here... No, we're not. All right. I don't mean that literally. I just mean, just because someone made that one, it didn't have the same, I don't know, fear factor to me? No. You mean, like, The Purge is pretty, like, aggressive, like, it feels scary, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like, something that... More could... scary, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, this is scary because it's, how shall I even say it? It just feels more real. We'll get into what it's about. It's like, it feels like it could be real. Maybe that's why it, I don't know. If it's more scary, maybe it's more scary and I'm just hardened to everything. See, see I don't even think this is, like, they called it a horror film, but I don't even think it really is a horror film. It is, it's more horror. Of an action film? Nah, it's horror because it's insidious. It's evil stuff. And I don't even believe in evil, but it's nasty. And it's gory. But real. like It's, it's not like supernatural or anything like that. True. Um, so it's like a it's like a adult Hunger Games kind of thing. They throw, throw That's exactly of- what I thought when they first started. <laughs> yeah. For sure. But, I mean, that, you know, they all wake up in this field. They've got, what do you call those things? Like horse things in their mouths. 
Is that what that is? Oh, a yeah, bit. it's like what a horse has, like a a bit, a bit, yeah, like rub a bit in the mouth. And they're all in a field, and they make their way to the middle of the field, and there's a box full of weapons, and then they've got to defend themselves against their hunters. And you know, should we? We'll mention spoilers. Go and watch the movie, and then come back. <laughs> we'll wait. But if you've already seen the movie, you'll get what I'm getting at here. Right off the bat, from the very beginning, even in the plane. There's a scene in the plane before the hunt takes place. All bets are off, right? Every you you know, oh, like I'm immediately, yeah. You're told, well, you're under the uh, impression you know precisely what you're in for. Yeah, I mean, it it doesn't like it doesn't hide what it's got up its sleeve. It's like, no, nope, these are the these are these people, and these are these people. We're going to go, and we're going to hunt them, and people are going to die horribly. And right off the bat, from that field. People start dying horribly. True. In shocking way. And some of it's pretty shocking. I, not shocking as in I've not seen somebody blow up before. But shocking as in like, I didn't expect that character to blow up. <laughs> like it was, like Right. I, like I, I recognize that character. Or I recognize that actor. Or I get that that person could be the hero of this movie. But then they're not. Like immediately. You know, it's got... I, I enjoyed that part of it. Because I, I was like... I don't think I can second guess this movie. I don't know what's going to happen. But as it progressed, it didn't really keep up to that like intense beginning as much. True. It, it kind of went until we get to the big end, know, the, the big end. battle. Yeah, but like like the beginning was really high intensity and I was Are like, we going to wow. just tell them what it's about?" Yeah. Okay. Go on. Oh, me so. <laughs> it is this notion that people are so politically divided with one one thought or the other. You're either, as the media and people have been brainwashed to label everyone. Just so, before I start, I don't like labels. I might use them to reference so people know what the hell I'm talking about. I don't have a political view on one side or the other. I don't have a religion. I don't jump on a bandwagon like a fucking idiot. Pardon my language. But I like to think about everything all the way around if I can possibly do it. I don't commit to any one or the other. People call that wishy-washy. I don't give a shit. Okay, so I'll put it that there. So for this movie, we're taking the notion that is very real in today's world that you have what people have decided to call each other deplorables and snowflakes. One trying to murder the other. The left and the right. Yeah, well, beyond that, it's not even that anymore. It's these two almost fictional, insane labels that people allow themselves to call other people, other human beings. It's ridiculous. Um, but we're just gone beyond the politics where you are in the group, you know. So you've got now the snowflakes, quote unquote, the elite, which I think is really weird that people think the liberal side of whatever politics is the elite side. Yeah, I when would they, have always thought it was the opposite. Yeah, when the around. conservative people are the ones that are more pro capitalism and pro profit yeah. and money and all that stuff. I'm not knocking it, I'm just saying it's part of like a more a different vibe. So it's really weird that we've come to this anyway. It's like idiocracy. There's another movie you could watch and be like, Whoa. You could watch is, that before this and then It was watch this. way ahead of its time, I'll yeah. put it that way. Um so now we have the elite snowflakes setting up a situation where they will hunt down and murder these captured deplorables who then each individual one of them represents a different thing you've seen in the media 
as, as well as the snowflake people. You know, there's like the woman who doesn't like the word guy and the guy who tries to correct every single thing he says to be politically correct. And the guy who's just like a smarmy twat. I don't even know what his deal was. Um, and one who's obsessed with social media and like his, his cause is very superficial as long as he gets a lot of likes, you know I mean? They've tried to pinpoint everybody. And then on the elite or on the deplorable side, you have like sort of like the, a dude who looks like he'd be a veteran of some kind, elder, like a little bit older, kind of stubby, fat-ish. And of course calls her sweetheart and baby and talks down to everyone and, you know, and then there's who else is in that group? Somebody's like, like well, a rapper guy. I, I believe in guns because I have I own seven guns. Yeah, there's like a rapper guy. Like an Eminem um, kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, and you know, everyone has their own little cardboard cutout of who they are. So you've pitted these two groups against one another um, kind of <clears throat> Emma Roberts uh, is in it. And her character name is Yoga Pants. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, you have everybody um represented in our little two dimensional ways that we can see each other because often people don't like to see past you give them a few little boxes to tick you know and um and then you've decided you know the whole person and that's another one of the underlying subtexts of this is that just because someone does wear yoga pants and has dyed blonde hair and maybe voted for a particular president or a particular candidate it doesn't mean anything no it doesn't mean anything Get your fucking heads right, people. It's insanity. It's driving me insane. So, and th- so this movie... This movie just pretty much... It sparked right something in you, so that's... It did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's very... See, the thing, I, I actually quite enjoyed it as a um, satire. Yeah. Um, and I also enjoyed it as like a gory kind of... This kind of movie that... I kind of like The Purge and things like that, you know? I like things that are a bit... At first I was a bit uncomfortable like oh come on why are you being so lazy with all this but then i mean it's quite silly this movie like a little wacky yeah yeah wacky sometimes the violence is a bit cartoonish even it's like oh like people explode people you know the old lady in the you know yeah it's almost like saying to the two different factions of people so is this what you wanted to come to yeah if this is what you wanted to come to this ridiculous brawl shoot them up, and the last group stand, the last one standing is to decide everything for the world, this is what it'll look yeah, like. Yeah, battle royale. Because you're all a bunch of idiots. <laughs> <laughs> so I can I actually enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed the satire of it, but then a, a lot of it is, like, it's it doesn't feel clever. It just feels really, like, on the nail silly. Like Some of it, yeah. And some of it's like just like, it feels like it's all shoehorned in. Like, oh, there's the bit about immigration. There's the bit about, it just feels shoehorned in a lot. Like, we got to cover all the things. So everything will be here. Yeah. Uh, oh, because there's a lot of things. Yeah. So sometimes you're like, oh, yep, there's another checklist. Get that one off there. You know, and they're going through all the stuff. Some of the joke. Uh, I don't know, I think jo- some of it's jokes, right? When I said to you earlier, is this it's kind of funny in parts? I mean, you say it's comedy. I feel like it's just more. I, I don't mean, know. Satire is what it is, but uh, yeah. But it, but it's got like a ridiculous kind of edge to it. Like, like some of the stuff people say is very silly. Like, it's you think it's silly, but it also represents what <laughs> real people say. 
Yeah. You have to accept that if you are one or the other, or you're me, the character that represents me, there's going to be somebody. I feel like our main lady, because we, you know, there's a neutral person as well in the world. That would be someone like me, kind of sort of neutral. It's impossible to be totally neutral, but um, that you're like represented in there somehow. Yeah. So, you know, it goes through, it, it follows... Like I like I love the beginning part. It was really epic really. It's like, oh, they're in the middle of this field and then shit goes down really quickly and it's quite intense and you're like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. Then it kind of gets into its groove and it becomes less about that and more about, you know, doing covering the political agenda that it's got of stuff. It's it doesn't really pick one side though, does it? It makes everybody look kind of shitty. Yep. So, you know, it's not like some people would think, oh, this is controversial because it's making such a people look like such a way. No, because everybody's kind of accounted for. And nobody looks good. I don't even <laughs> <No>. <laughs> think I don't even think our heroine looks good at the end of it. Correct. Well, you know? Correct. So you know, it's it's not picking a side. And some might say, Oh, well, that's a bit wishy washy. But it does have some good points, you know, about it. And when you're watching it, you're like, especially in today literally today's day and age, there are some points that are brought up that are very of last week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, you know. Well, they're they, not of last week, they're of all time, but last yeah, week's but like, been highlighted. Yeah, right up in the yeah. surface at the moment. Like, and they actually mention those points, and I'm like, wow, they chose to not put this out because of a controversy, and then they put it out now, and now it's even... More, super. It's relevant and touchy. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Well, touchy is now. It's even more touchy. Like because some of the things they say, you're like, "Ooh, that's very." And some people will hate this movie because of that. I think sure. because they'll think it was designed around, like it was only just made and it was designed around like exploiting stuff. But I don't think it's exploiting stuff. Oh, it is. I mean, that's one of the ideas. It's exploiting. First of all, our it's like, exploiting us as humans. Sure. Like a, like a how silly or like we get stuck on an idea and we can't change it like in our minds we just that's it for us like yeah one, and it's so bizarre you know one person picks a thing and that's their thing and that's it forever <laughs> it is never any and i have an actual real life example of this that just happened as we were getting ready to do this podcast because as you read some of your reviews that you'll talk about later i thought and said like it's insane that a person gets something in their head and they, it's like there's no room to even consider the other person's point of view. It's like, I hate this movie. It's the dumbest movie ever. And you shouldn't like it either. And it should never have existed. And then if you try to discuss it with that person, like, yeah, but. No, 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 no. It's like their brain is full of what they think. And there's no room in there to cram in another possible idea while they can hang on to their own opinion, right? Like, they can't expose themselves to another idea. So I just posted a thing on Facebook that said something about like, you know, you there's trust yourself. If other people give you different ways of thinking about things, your brain is pretty good. Like there's lots of room in there. And I was referring to this movie opinion situation, like entertainment and just in general and the immediately, and I'm talking less than a minute. I had someone reply who is a very standard conservative woman that I've known since high school, um, immediately put all lives matter exclamation point. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
That's not even what I was talking. <laughs> that was literally not even on my mind. It was this sort of general, like, ooh, you're vegetarian. Well, that's, ah, and you can't even have a, a, some people will immediately refuse to even consider the possibility of like eating a bite of tofu or you being vegetarian and how that's just weird. And there's no give. It's, that's what I was referring to, like this overall and that's what they're representing in this movie are these very, like I said, they're cardboard cutouts, right? So each one of them is meant to portray a very specific thing. Yeah. But yeah, it, did, it uh, woke up a lot of things in me. Yeah, so I, I think it operates quite well on that level. Yeah. You can't take it, you can't take it too seriously, but there is a... Um, you can reflect a little bit. There's definitely... Like, a, um, in fact, the in, in the interviews on the extras, they talk to... Um, who do they talk to? <laughs> my my favorite, the creator of Watchmen. Oh yeah, on TV. Um, what the buddy is he called? Why can't I? No, no, but you name? dig him. Yeah. Anyway, they talk to him, and it, I'm blanking. You're all out there going, yeah, that guy, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> no, it's not. Like <laughs> anyway, he's talking, and he said, like, you know, we made this movie, and like, so you know. There's two ways of looking at it, and he mentioned the ways of looking at it. You can come out and just go, oh, that was a movie with a load of violence and stuff. Or you can come out and think, what did he say? He said something very specific, didn't he, about what it really is about. Because mm-hmm. it actually references um, Animal Farm a few times. So some might some might think, oh, it's been a bit t- too intellectual in that way, but it's not really, is I it? I mean, it's a little of its, you know, up his own ass, but I mean, that's... You know, when you're making an actual social commentary, it's kind of going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it sometimes is a little bit too on the nail, on like it's in the nail on the head. It's like, oh, like, you could have been a bit more clever about that, but it feels a bit idiotic the way you've done something. I felt that a couple of times, you know, that it was, uh, you know, the people in the train. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It was just a bit like, hmm. I mean... We've got like um, it. We, this is a spoiler, I guess. It doesn't take place in America. Now that was purposely designed, I'm assuming, right? Mm. Like they think they're in America at first. It seems like they're in America, right? I would have thought. It seems like. Oh, that's the idea, though. They couldn't have done it anywhere else, right? That's the. So where were they exactly? Croatia. Right. So. It's got this novel thing to it where they actually unravel in the mystery too, like because they're all there in the field. They don't know where they are. They, they woke up on an airplane and then they were thrown out in this area to basically just like Hunger Games, like you said, to get shot at and hunted. Yeah, they like don't the even cube. Know where they are. Right, cube was the same kind of situation. They mm-hmm. all just wake up and don't know why they're there. Yeah, I mean a lot of these type of things. It's a it's a premise now, isn't it? The uh, hunting people or. You've got to survive till the end. Correct. And this wasn't like, this thing's not like a games. It's not like you've got to survive to the no. end and win a prize. It's just... You're no, not going to survive. <laughs> we're just going to kill you all. That's it. Like So it's not like there's some kind of contest. <laughs> um, so what do you think, what do you think, aside from political stuff, if you subtract political kind of as an action slash horror slash, you know, gory type movie. What do you think of it in that respect? Gory? Like, it just as a... If you remove the political commentary, which is most of it. No, you have to have that. So I think it would be just pointless. 
Like, it would just be boring and generic. Yeah, you need something. Like, Cabin in the Woods has something about it. It isn't just revisiting all the stuff and this, you know, really cool concept. It actually has a its own story tucked in there as well. So, I think you have to have it. So this would be this would be like otherwise this, it would be hostile. Yeah, generic action yeah. movie or with, Saul with gore. Yeah, and they, there's a bit, there's quite a bit of gore in this, but most of it's like CG stuff where people blow up, and it's quite clear. It's it looks CG to me, you know. It's not like did you think that it's, it looked a little CG? Yeah, like not a little, like a lot. When people's heads blow up, it's just like. Yeah, true. It looks, because it's so clear Locking and it's in HD, blood. it looks kind of, like, not very... See, the thing about when you blow somebody's head up in a movie, when they used to do it, practically, it's very, very messy, right? You've seen the movie Scanners, right, by David Cronenberg? Mm-hmm. When a head blows up in that movie, because there was no CG, it's very messy when a head blows up. But I find in, like, these newer movies where it's CG head blow up, it's, it's too... There's never any mess. <laughs> it's just a head blows up, and then there's nothing. You look around, there's no blood on the floor, there's no nothing. So um, it's that kind of movie. It's got the CG. The Walking Dead is as well. We watch The Walking Dead, don't we, on TV? Mm-hmm. And The Walking Dead has lots of people being shot in the head, and, uh, but there's never really that much mess around. It's just kind of clean because of True. the CG. So you want to make it friendly for the kids. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> this isn't for the kids, by the way. Uh, no. So moving on to the cast, and here is the absolute star of this entire movie. I, I didn't know her until today. She's called Betty Gilpin, and she plays Crystal. She, if it wasn't for her, she carries the movie, I think. I agree. And at first, you're not even sure who is the star of this movie, or if there really is a star of this movie, because the way it's kind of done. But as soon as she turns up, I was like, now she is different. She's not... She's not typical to what I expect. Like, you know, she might be like the blonde bombshell who comes in and, like, saves the day or whatever, like in other movies. But she's kind of got... She's a bit... Well, she definitely is. Three-dimensional, right? I think so, but then again, she's intentionally not, so you don't know everything. True, but as opposed to everybody, everybody else in the movie, she has got something about her. That you you like you do learn a bit about her and she tells a story <laughs> that story that she tells about yeah. the tortoise in there it gives you an insight into her and and you know you know when she kicks the guy out of the car yeah that yes. look that kind of like I am actually mental yeah oh she and says here it is <laughs> my favorite moment is when she's like I work at this place and she's really calm and she's like and I'm kind of mm-hmm. yeah she just looks and so at the I don't have. Any place to put the... So here, this, maybe I can, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she yeah. literally does that like she's she's got something. Oh, I yeah. like her. I well, like her a lot. And when she's driving in the car, that thing is like, she's driving in the car. This guy's really irritating her. And she just turns very, very kind of Not calm. irritating her. She knows what's up with yeah, her. Yeah, I know. But she turns very calmly. And mm-hmm. it's like she it's like in her mind she's like, I've always wanted to do this. Yeah. And now I'm going to do it. How can just... I make this work? <laughs> it's really so she's you know, you you kinda get her. And then um yeah, she's definitely the best thing in the movie. She's really she does a lot of action, a lot of fighting, a lot of shooting. She's got a potty mouth. Yeah. Um Hilary Swank plays Athena. What do you think of Hilary Swank? She was good. I mean 
What do you think of it trying to keep it a surprise that she's in? I don't even understand that. I don't because her name's on the front cover of the movie. On the poster. Were they even doing that? Was it? I don't even understand it. Well, in the opening scene, we never see her face, right? You know, in the plane. Yeah. She she walks with the back of the camera. And True, then I'm saying the, I didn't understand why they were doing that. I think I think it was just because it was like you you would go, oh my god, Hillary Swank's in this movie. Like that's what I felt. Is Hillary Swank a big deal still? I don't know. I don't She's think an Oscar so. winning actress. I know I, she is, but I mean, my goodness, that just seems really weird to me. Like it, they were kind of that like could be the only reason because stroking there's no other, her ego a little bit. Yeah, but again, her name is on the poster. It doesn't really work if. People look at the poster before they go in to see it. So, um, I didn't. I thought she was okay. It wasn't like it could have been anybody. Didn't have to be Hillary Swank, did it? Correct. I said this movie would have been better if, when they did reveal her, they called her Hillary Swank. <laughs> yeah. Because she's the leader of this. Well, she's not the leader, but she's. Well, she is the leader, actually. Of she set it up right. So. But we won't tell the whole deal. No, but let but let's say they like referred to her as Hillary Swank, and then that also plays into this whole thing of oh Hollywood are in on this and actresses yep. are doing funding it and you know true true. So I thought that would have been a cool twist, but nobody would have probably wanted to be associated with that. Um, Ike Barinholtz, who you think is uh, one of the Marky Mark brothers, pretty sure, pretty sure he was also in a movie similar to this, the uh, Belko Experiment, which was another. We're trapped in a thing and we've got to survive. Remember? Yes. Yeah. He was the star of that one. So no, he's that not. That was pretty interesting, that one. Yeah. And that was, that, I'd put that in the category of this movie because it had things to say about, you remember? Mm-hmm. They're in another country again as well. Um, so that'd be a good double bill probably. So what do you think of Oh, no, that's pretty intense. Yeah. Well, they both kind <laughs> it's of. It's a pretty intense few hours. But they've both got that kind of comedy they're not they're not going for a serious it's not fully serious the other that one as well that one had a uh, michael rooker in it too didn't it mm-hmm. uh what did you think of ike it was fine i think i'll just put this out there i think everything everyone was fine well and no we're going was, through the i know but everyone i'm gonna say the same thing for everybody they were fine they could have been anyone and she was the standout that's it everyone else was just well, doing their thing i would say ike Baron Holtz, he, um, he's not in it long enough to actually categorize. <laughs> there are people in here who don't last very long, because obviously it's the hunt. People are going to die. Ethan Serpley, Supley, Supley, Serpley. We know him from uh, Kevin Smith movies. Correct. And uh, what's the one? Unstoppable, with Tony Scott movie. Um, again, he was kind of a, he was very caricature-ish in this one. Yep. But that was the idea, so I, I give him that. And Emma Roberts, who you'll know from that movie that I really like called Nerve. She shows up as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, her name is Yoga Pants. <laughs> I mean, I, was, I would say she's, she was pretty good too, but again, people don't last very long in this movie. No. This is directed by Craig Zobel. Now, Craig Zobel, um, he has directed episodes of, and I'll tell you, and you'll be like, oh, he did episodes of American Gods. Yeah. He did episodes of The Leftovers. He did episodes of Westworld. We've watched all of these things. Interesting. And uh, he also did the feature film Compliance. He directed that. Okay. Which I think we both really liked. Mm -hmm. It's very uncomfortable, right? It's based on a true story. 
Um, and it also stars the lady who's in the leftovers. So um, I th- I think he did a good job because this this movie. I mean, it's filmed well. It looks good, right? I mean, it's not like shaky cam, and it's not. It's actually quite. It looks expensive, you know. Mm. It just looks pretty standard to me. It's no, I, I thought it looked pretty expensive. It looked. It looked. I mean, standard is, and there's nothing special going on. Like no, you know what I mean. No fancy stylizing anything at all. Nah. The sets, the camera That's moves, good, nothing. Yeah, it's just movie. very generic. Yeah. No, no, I wouldn't say generic because it looks really good. I mean, it can look good and still be generic. It looks fine, but there's nothing special about it. There's no, like, style included. There's nothing, no fantastic, like, sets or anything like that. Apart from maybe the house at the end. Mm, that's still pretty generic. What do you think of that fight, though? Yeah, the ju- fight was good. It's like a... Uh, if you've and seen, I don't like fights. You no, know, if you've seen Kill Bill, there's a fight in a kitchen with knives with two ladies... It's that kind of fight, but like elaborated upon, so it lasts for quite a bit longer. And I did really love when uh, our hero heroine Crystal was about to shove Hilary Swank through a glass door for like, <laughs> yeah. and she went, "No, no more glass," and she opened the door and just <laughs> it was really funny. So uh, yeah, it can be funny while horrific, and it, they both operate at the same time. So um, IMDb reviews, what are they? People who write reviews and have a very strong one-sided opinion, and the ones you're going to highlight are the ones that are one star. Yeah. So these people on IMDb do not like this movie at all, and here they are. So uh, Daniel here says, utter garbage. Utter Utter garbage. Awful. I can't write one word, so here goes. Hmm. This is more than one word, Daniel. It was absolutely awful, and he spells awful A-W-E-F-U-L. Don't make fun of their spelling. What a waste <laughs> of my life. <laughs> he watched it his whole life. <laughs> How Dang. can directors get paid to write this utter garbage? Utter garbage. A, directors don't always write movies. You don't try to correct him. Just <laughs> go on to the next one. And B, it didn't take your whole life to watch it. Correct. Or maybe it did. Um, worst acting since Twilight, Cloud says. If you pay to see this, you don't deserve to be happy. My goodness. This Charming. Person, this person says, they never should have put this, put out this hate film. Why should they put out a poor film that at least half of the country will dislike just from how it is set up? It seems like a film for Hollywood cunts. <laughs> I'm just saying what the people are saying. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Why can't you just... Why? why, I do not understand. Okay, this is a... Ultimately, a movie is an art piece. You can disagree with that, but it is what it is. It is an expression of someone's idea that they've had in their head. They've written it down. They've got together all the people, the skills, the funds, all the stuff, all the sets. They've made this movie. They put it out in the world, and there it is, right? It exists. Yeah, <laughs> you can't. It doesn't dictate to you anything. It's just somebody's idea, and if you let it, like it fires up in me the idea that it's a real concept that people are so divided that it's very difficult to undo that. Right? That's what I think about. I don't care about the political views on either side of it at all. It doesn't 
offend me or irritate me in any way, shape, or form. Not one single comment or one single personality trait of any of these characters attacks me personally because they're fictional people, right? I do not understand how people can be so affected. I agree. And think that it's somehow like a... I mean, fair enough. People do take on ideas of entertainment. They shouldn't, but they do. Finally, this guy says, This movie is terrible from start to finish. It's just a way to make Trump supporters look bad. It's almost like Hillary Clinton wrote the script. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, think, I don't like feel that. like he watched the whole movie because it, nobody comes away unscathed in this nobody. movie. It's nobody. It's definitely not the... one-sided. If you yeah. think... If you've heard that this is like a thing that's attacking a certain thing, it's attacking all the things. Yeah. You have, if you've. But you've, here's the problem. If you are one of the things, you're yeah. going to feel it's attacking you more, or you're going to feel like it's representing you more. When right. in fact, it just, it just is it's what it's like a painting it, on a wall. You look at it. If you do or don't like it, you walk away. Correct. So um, the Blu ray does have a couple of extras. It has Crafting the Hunt. Death scene breakdowns and Athena versus Crystal. There's a big battle at the end. It kind of breaks that down. Shows you all the different death scenes. And the craft in the hunt is, you know, mm-hmm. them showing you how it was made. Not really how it was made. Just really how they got the idea and what the idea is exactly. And uh, what they were inspired by, which was, what, um, Animal Farm a little bit. Mm. Um, and that's pretty clear in the movie because they mention it more than once. <laughs> It's not, they're not trying to hide anything in this movie. It's not trying to be super clever. It's all right there on the screen. Um, I still can't remember the name of my favorite guy who makes TV. <laughs> I, I'm just going to have a look. Delamanco or something? Salamanco. Now that would be a guy from um, Better Call Saul. Oh, that's true. <laughs> a fictional Damon character. Damon Lindelof. There you go. Oh my, aren't you, don't you feel bad that you forgot who I was? really feel bad because The Leftovers. You love him. Uh, I, the Leftovers is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. I think it is fantastic. And Westworld, uh, which he's involved in, and um, Watchmen, which he just did, which is a freaking masterpiece. <laughs> Don't you? Even you loved Watchmen, yep. the TV series. It's yep. just unbelievably good. And also very appropriate for our time. I mean, it depends on who you are. Yes. So, um, ec- conclusion... I'll give this like a like a seven. I think it was pretty good. I'd say six and a half. Yeah, I mean it's not super impressive or anything in terms of like like creative, and you go, oh my gosh, I've it's never been done like that before. But it's it's very clear and pointed as to what it wants to do, and I appreciate that. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't beat get away from that. Yeah, around the bush. As you <laughs> In fact, like I said, it's all laid out there. Like I said. They're definitely not trying to hide, like, hidden meaning and stuff. It's right there. Correct. It's just there. You can't look look at a person in this movie and go, oh, I wonder what they're supposed to be. Correct. It's it's quite open by what they're wearing, generally, or how they act. So, um, thanks to Which is controversial in and of itself. Yeah. Just a movie full of stereotypes. (laughs) Well, aren't they all? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. So That's how you write you. a story, so everyone understands who everybody is. Yes. Thanks to Universal for letting us review the Blu-ray. 
next week. Oh, I didn't write down what we're reviewing next week because I'm not sure, but I put movie. We'll be reviewing a movie next week. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, so movie recommendations, usually at this time in the podcast, we recommend you some other viewing for your pleasure. I'm going with The Purge. I really like The Purge. It's a good series of films. I think okay. I love the idea it is based upon. I like the idea Very definitive. It. it is good, period, because I like yeah, it. Yeah, I like the TV show even. I really enjoyed. Yeah. Which has a new season actually coming soon. So um, this first season, I, really, I thought the first season of the TV show was actually better than some of the films. So, But the whole, I like the concept of The Purge. It's like, you know, pitting people against each other. And it's a, it's a tale as old as time. It's the same as this. Two very divergent ways of thinking about the world. Yeah. And uh, people exploiting basically really shallow ideology about rich, poor, you know, color or color, whatever. And then pitting each other against each other. And the purge For their has- own gratification and for, for profit and for self-satisfaction out of fear and anger and greed, all that stuff. The concept that I like the most in The Purge is that the government have agreed that like one yeah. one night a year, all bets are off and we'll just thin the herd a little bit. <laughs> like It's just like, oh. This sounds a little bit like Thanos' plan. <laughs> yeah, it does really. <laughs> but you can do it one night a year and we will not pay attention to you at all, but then the rest of the year you follow the rules and everything's just normal. So I just like that idea that what would people do in that? And they do some stuff in those movies. So I recommend The Purge. (laughs) Do some stuff. (laughs) I don't want to really spoil what they do, but they do stuff. And uh, and the other one is The Hunger Games, which is a more of a PG kind of version of... I mean, children killing children isn't exactly PG. But it's made for the young adults. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. So it's like a purge, but it's not super R-rated like the purges. But the Hunger Games—I like the Hunger Games movies too. They get a bit sappy towards the end, don't you agree? Sure, sure. Your yeah, mother yeah. likes the purge. She does, uh, not the purge. She likes the Hunger Games. Here's my mother. Now, if you wonder where I ever get my strong opinions or reactions to other people's opinions, my mother will sit and watch a movie where there is a clear. Um, underdog overlord story theme, right? The big powerful whoever, whatever, versus the little the little guy or the little gal trying to like break down the system. And my mom is like, she will yell at the big bad villain, just like, well, why are you doing that? Why are you causing all these people all this grief? Why don't you just go up to your mansion and blah, blah, blah? I mean, she'll just, like, like she's actually talking to them or the idea of them, you know? So, yeah, she likes, uh, <laughs> she likes any of those. She I think does. she'd like this one. She'd just be a little weirded out by the gore. So what is your um, recommendations? My recommendations are, of course, not, like, just, hey, go watch this movie. It's a modern movie. But they are one movie from 100 years ago, one movie from 50 years ago. Because many people don't realize movies have been made for more than 100 years. Again, it is a an expression of ideas, moving pictures. It is, of course, for profit. People don't make movies for free, generally. But, I mean, it is ultimately an expression of art. And it was invented with moving pictures. And then they added sound. And by the early... 
uh, like the teens, 19 teens, movies were being made. So in 1920, this movie called The Restless Sex. I don't know what it's about or anything. I didn't look it up. So it's, it could be offensive in some um, way. I want to say sexist. that our podcast is highly researched. <laughs> Sid Talk spends saying, a total of one minute looking for It's your... a movie from 1920 called The Restless Sex. Okay. Is it a porno- pornographic? I don't think, I don't know, but there were pornos. Because yeah, totally. Of course, as soon as moving pictures were invented, people started making dirty pictures. So if you also think porno is new, you're not correct. Because it was one of the drivers, just like it is now, of technology, even back then. Um, and then that was from 1920. And the 1970 movie, which is 50 years ago, Bigfoot. Also, I don't know what this one is. I can guess what it's about. <laughs> Let me just look that up real quick for you. The movie Bigfoot is about Bigfoot, surely. It must be. Actual Bigfoot. I have no idea. Is it like a... There were so many episodes of TV shows in the 70s. Do you remember like Six Million Dollar Man and Bionic Woman and the Hulk? They all encountered Bigfoot in one version or another. They had a special Six Million Dollar Man episode that was like a movie. Two-parter, wasn't it? Yeah. And he, and he went up in the mountains to fight with the Bigfoot. Because only Steve Austin, with his bionic strength, could beat it. I don't know what happened. I think they, I think he didn't beat it. I think he like sat down and had a meal with it and talked. <laughs> and it went... <clears throat> I don't <clears throat> think so. I don't think so. Uh, looks like a comedy. Bigfoot kidnaps some women and some bikers decide to go on a rescue mission to save them. Sounds sexist. Uh, Possibly. It's possible. It's 1970. Let me see. Uh, yeah, the women are in <laughs> bikinis. Of course. And whatnot. And bikers. Food. Also, bike the bikers look a little more like mods than they do like biker bikers. Oh, oh my! The pictures are unsettling. I'm I feel like I've seen it and I'm over it. <laughs> it could be on Svengoolie. You know what I'm saying? Right. Why Why are you recommending it? I'm just recommending because it's from 1970 right. and it's called Bigfoot. And I thought that sounded interesting. So there you go. I like I like people to do their own thing. You go watch it. And then you can tell us, like, oh, my God, how could you ever even mention that movie? Or, my gosh, that was the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. I never would have heard of it if it hadn't been for you. You're so great. Add that on there. That's true. <laughs> All right. So, uh, a Scully stuff. This week, uh, Sony, finally, after a few delays, revealed the PlayStation 5. They just showed the console, like, itself. They didn't tell you how much it was or anything, really, about it. It just looks a certain way. It's kind of a unique design. It's got a new controller. They revealed a bunch of games, though, including the sequel to Spider-Man, which was one of my favorite PS4 games. And it's Spider-Man Miles Morales. So um, they're continuing, but with Miles. There's also a Ratchet and Clank game and uh, Gran Turismo 7. And then, after that, there was like loads and loads of independent games that I would never remember the name of any of them. But there was so many of them. Like they, The thing that I uh, took away from this uh, unveiling of all the games was that none of the games that I saw there looked like they couldn't be done on the PlayStation 4. Do you get what I mean, Sita? Mm-hmm. They just looked like games that I'm familiar with. They didn't look like extraordinarily better in graphical terms and stuff, but that's kind of always the thing when launch games come out because they're always rushing to get games out to you know, coincide with the launch. 
And um, usually the games that look amazing come a year after that down the line. So um, it's been revealed. There's a bunch of new games, like lots of games. It would have been E3 week this week, but there is no E3 due to the COVID. So this PS5 is reveal... Is that still going on? Yeah. The <laughs> PS5 reveal was good. Don't understand why they wouldn't say a price for it, because it's coming out in like, what, four months? Like... Yeah. I mean, you really need to say how much it is. That was the <laughs> part I was waiting for. I was like, I mean, we need to know the price of it if people are going to be paying for it. But hey, they're apparently they're keeping that secret for a while. They're just dangling you all, as always. No, you know what? I, I'm convinced that because Microsoft are also bringing out a new console this year. You know, it's the next generation of consoles. Microsoft also haven't set a price so I think Sony are waiting for Microsoft to say a price, hmm. and then they'll like do their price accordingly. So if Microsoft say five hundred, they'll say four fifty. So like you what know, a little bullshit. Yeah, I think I think that's how it goes. Like in that industry, like you know, we've got to beat them. We've got to sell more than them. So we'll see what they're doing. And I hate that because it's like it is one of those things, isn't it? You know, I don't like pricing based on what people will pay versus no. on what you can actually do to make a profit. I'm all for making a profit and making money. That's fine. That's cool. I support that idea. But when you are just taking the piss, first of all, out of all the people who in the last four months have had a very weird time and you can't even just decide like, you know what, for this one, it cost us probably you would argue this is wrong, but it's not going to cost them very much to make these. Yes, they had development and research and all that shit. A couple but they of hundred way, bucks a unit, Oh, probably. I don't even think that. They way over... They tell you a bunch of bullshit about how much it costs them and then decide to multiply that by 500% because someone will pay it. It's a luxury item. And if we price it too low, the perception is it isn't very good. You made that up. Someone created that crap. I do... I, I think believe, it's disrespectful, um, and you can make money I and not overcharge. Phones, you know, when cell phones came along and started, up, like, every year the price went up a little bit, and now it's got to ludicrous $1,400 for a cell phone. No, cell phones didn't invent this. Other things did. No, I mean, cell phones just started going crazy, like, over the years. Right, but they like, didn't invent the idea. Like, people went, $250 for a cell phone? Jeez. And then all of a sudden, you know. Three or four years later, we're at $1,400 for a cell phone. Right, but they didn't invent the idea. They didn't invent the idea, but they spurred it on that people will keep paying. Actually, I oh. think they took their nod from the technology world. Yeah, but... Including game consoles. Apple and people like that, they know... People keep buying it. Yeah. They haven't hit a price yet where people don't buy it, so... That sucks. It really sucks. But then sucks. that's the same as going to the grocery store and everybody's saying, oh my God, milk is $25 a gallon, but you know what? I have three children, so I have to buy it. Oh, and the the milk people are, or the grocery store's like, oh, look, they'll pay $25 for a gallon of milk. Yeah, fortunately. Screw it if they can't afford their food and anything else. Fortunately, the food industry is kind of a, it's True. the governments that, like, say you can only charge. And gaming consoles certain- is a luxury. It's an entertainment. I get it. I just find mm. it, like, Distasteful. I also find it distasteful when they hike the price super high, you know, because a game console, I mean, if you want to be successful with one, you have to sell a lot of them, right? They have to be in most homes who buy games. They all have to have the console so you can sell the games. And if you're charging $700 for the console, there's no way it's going in all the homes, is it? It's too much. You know, like, 
if a, if mm-hmm. the PlayStation if the PlayStation Five costs seven hundred dollars, which people are saying it possibly will, there's no way they can sell however many. But see, points. that's what I'm saying. Those people who have now speculated that crap, I also hate speculation. I think it's super boring. But if they say, "Oh, it might be seven hundred, then the company goes, "Oh, look, everyone's talking about it being seven hundred. Maybe that's a good number to start with. And it, it really it's like sucks. a perpetual thing goes back and forth. And I think it happens with cars and stuff. You just don't buy cars enough to. True. Like, you know, they do that. They keep hiking cars up. Like, you're like, oh, how much is a car? Oh. <laughs> I don't buy very many cars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> most people don't buy a car every week or no. Some people buy a new car every year. Like, literally go and buy another car every year. Like, and they trade in their car and they right. get a new one. Yeah. A lot of people. All right. I guess if you're doing that, you're just kind of chasing the. Um, True. You, you're selling one, you're buying one. You're always just paying a couple of grand in between, like there, aren't you? Um, but that's what's happening with yeah. So I, what I would say to Sony, sell it really cheap, and uh, you'll get more and in the homes, and then you'll sell loads of games. So I'm looking for a fifty dollar price for the uh, PlayStation Five. What do you reckon? I have no idea. Fifty dollars. I have no idea for the whole console and the controller. That's what you want it to be, yes. or that's what you speculate? No, me? I'm not speculating that. I would like them to charge that. Um, it's it, they won't do that though. <laughs> no. Because, like, controllers cost $60 on their own. So, no. Yeah, but they don't They don't need to either. But So, uh, we'll, I guess we'll find out the prices later down the line. But they better hurry up because there isn't much time left. And the other thing is, talking of consoles and games, is The Last of Us 2 releases next week. Um, how awesome was The Last of Us, Sid Talk? Yeah. That's mean- not the right answer. <laughs> well, I think you love it more than I do. It's, a, it's fun to watch. I didn't play it. So you what? were completely involved in that game. Yeah, but you I played. wasn't playing it. No, but we. You, all right, you weren't playing, but you watched me play the entire game, right? Yeah. And you were involved in Ellie and Joel's story, and you said, I think you even said it was as good as a movie. Yeah, but I was watching it, so not I wasn't playing it. No, it wouldn't be the type of game you'd like to play because no. you're not a. You don't. I don't. You don't like action games, I guess. Uh, no, I don't like enemies and all that stuff. No, all that rigmarole. A, I like that stuff, but anyway, The Last of Us Two is—it's actually the fi- like one of the final games to come on the PlayStation Four, and The Last of Us Three, The Last of Us One, the first one, was one of the last games on the PlayStation Three. It was that long ago, so it took them a long time to make a sequel. But I'm really looking forward to it. So, Last of Us Two is out next week. What's for dinner tonight? Is going to be? Can you guess? Can you guess? Is it? A uh, yes. wa- a possible whopper. Yes, I love those. I know you do. <laughs> Impossible whopper because we're vegetarian. That's why we're telling you what we eat. Um, That's one of those boxes that gets ticked when you tell someone you're vegetarian. Now I get weird looks because I'm a very round, like overweight, middle aged woman. People look at me and they're like, "You're vegetarian? <laughs> like, aren't vegetarians all like skinny and healthy and or sickly or whatever?" And I'm always like. Have you never seen a fat vegetarian? Because here you go. Been vegetarian for 10 years. More than just, 10 now, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was 2009. The yes. very beginning of 2009. Um, just stopped eating meat for a health reason back in the day. You jumped on board very shortly after. And I can honestly say I've never cared since then. I'm not, I don't miss people like, oh, but I can't live without bacon. I can't live without hamburgers. And I don't like, care either. I have no. I really don't. And I think it's a brainwashing thing because, and I'm saying that as nice as I can, because I had the same thing. I was raised in a cattle 
uh, stockyard family. I thought family. you were going to say you actually <laughs> raised in the shed, like a cattle no, shed? No, we owned stockyards. My, my father ran one, my grandfather owned one. We had a freezer full of beef and uh, pork constantly. You had steak two times a week. I mean, I ate a lot of animals, so I'm not opposed to it. Um, but then people are just like super offended or like, oh, I could never do without it. But then I'm like, well, I had never tried to live without it until I did. And if I didn't like it or if I constantly had cravings or if I just, if it didn't work, I would have gone back to eating meat. Like it's no big deal. If only I could have the same feeling about bread <laughs> and carbohydrates, it'd be great. But anyway, we're having Whopper because we discovered uh, the Impossible Whopper. You followed its invention and its growth and now it's in our town. And so that's what we have on a Saturday I still night. haven't checked for the actual meat again. I have checked every time I go to the store. It's not there. All right. You say it is, it is not. They say so. it is, they tell me. It isn't. It must sell out as soon as it gets in there. No, there's no place for it even in the store that I go to. So unless the other Gerbs has it, and I just haven't gone out to the other Gerbs. They so. say both of the Gerbs have it. I actually That's great. emailed them. Then you can, have, you can go there and look. That'd be great. Because it's not there. I'll f- I could phone them, I guess. <laughs> they love that. Well, So that's it. All right, what's your advice? Uh, my advice is what I mentioned earlier, that um, you can listen to someone else's point of view or idea about a thing and kind of soak it up and think about it and consider it. And it's not going to erase what's already in your brain. Your brain is not like a one-in-one-out situation. <laughs> There's a lot of room in there. Lots of synapses firing at all times, right? Synapsi, whatever they're called. Synapsis. That you can, even if I disagree with someone, I can think about the thing and say, hmm, well, I do understand how you could think that. I disagree with you. Or I dis- completely despise your behavior based on what you think. Now, if that's punishable behavior, fair enough. I'm all for punishment and you do something nasty, you get in trouble for it. But if it's an idea and I just will not agree with you, I still want to maybe understand where did we, how do we differ? What caused that? Because I just want to understand and me understanding you does not take away my own personal point of view. You might inform me of something I didn't know before. You might educate me, right? You might actually educate my whole, something I never even thought of in my whole life. Again, that doesn't mean that I will instantly stop thinking or believing what I did before. It just means now I have more information and I can then make a more informed, more educated decision to either pivot and change what I, how I think about it or not. Like it's all, it all works fine together. So I'm not all for that one track thinking. It's, it's, uh, it feels so, it's like you're being controlled by a puppet master who's just put like, or a programmer, or however you want to think about it. Like, you're a machine, and someone's clicked that thing on for you, and that's it. And you have no control. You don't get any say. You have no freedom to rethink or learn more or consider another human being's point of view, coexist together with different ideas, and not be threatened by that. Someone has done that to you, and that really pisses me off. Nice. (laughs) And that's it. All right, so um, we're on Twitter and Facebook. I put us on uh, another music service this week. Nice. I'll give you the the full list of music services where you can catch this podcast. 
It's the Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Android, which is like the Google Play place. The uh, We're on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Deezer, and we also have an RSS feed. And goodness, we have a new feature where if you go to aschoolie.com and click on the subscribe bit at the top, you can uh, get to us. Well, click on one of the podcasts and you'll see underneath. You can sign up for an email that will send you the podcast in your email each week. That's the new thing. So you don't even have to think about it. It'll just appear and you'll be able to listen to it. So uh, we have all those things. We love you listeners and we cater <laughs> to you in every way. <laughs> that can't be right. That can't be right. We uh, also, As long as I'm on your podcast, that cannot be right. <laughs> Well, talking of emails, I have an email, aschoolatesglue.com. You can email me. Don't email SidTalk. You can find me on Instagram if you want. Uh, we have Instagram also. Well, I do. I do too. You don't put anything on there. I don't, but that doesn't mean I don't have it. That's true. <laughs> see what I'm saying? I see. I, I'm thinking about your point of view on this particular situation, and I can <laughs> grasp that why you do it that way. I accept it, and that's it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Politically said. Politically <laughs> it's not even politically correct. It's just freaking human, you know? So, um, stay classy. Betty Gilpin. Didn't know who you was until today, but I really enjoyed you in this movie. And I'm going to say think for yourselves, because if you don't do it, someone will be doing it for you. <laughs> <laughs>